0: Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Hey, do you want to live a vibrant and victorious life? I know I do, and I suspect you do too, which is probably why you're here today, or one of many reasons why you're here today. And so now the next question is, if you want to live a vibrant Victoria's life with lots of zeal and enthusiasm, are we willing to do the work, and yes, I just realized I used a four-letter word in church, work, are we willing to do the work to break through whatever bonds or limitations that might be preventing us? from living a vibrant and victorious life. So when I hear that question about, do you want to hear a vibrant victorious life? Or when I've heard other speakers say, do you want success and zeal? I ask myself first and foremost, just how much work is this going to require? Because I have a very comfortable couch. We're, we are definitely an intimate relationship with one another. So, so there's that question, like, how much work do I want energy, do I want to expend in creating an abundant and vibrant life for myself? And then the, we, we often look big picture and, you know, we have a vision statement here at Unity of Fairfax about a work, awakening the world to peace, abundance, and respect for all creation. Then I have to ask myself, how much work am I willing to do? How much willing energy am I willing to expend in the creation of that vision? Because that sounds like a really a lot of work. And, you know, I could do that. I could expend my life energy, you know, making the world a better place for myself or others. Or I could just stay on the couch and watch reruns of MacGyver. I mean, it's really kind of a toss-up some days. So today's lesson is entitled, Get the Lead Out. Or is it, Get the Lead Out? Both are correct. Because if we want to have lives of meaning and purpose and joy and value and enthusiasm, then we have to jettison or release whatever mental or emotional baggage or spiritual dead weight that might be holding us back. That's the lead. We want to get the lead out. And we have to let our internal leader get out in front of us and lead us. To where we want to go, right? And we always talk about we have the power and presence of spirit within, so we want that to lead us. So we want to get the lead out. You know, and I, and I think about how important it is to do both, to, to get our leader out in front of us and direct us, and to get the lead out, the, whatever it is that might be slowing us down in the demonstration and manifestation of the lives that we want to lead and the world in which we want to live them. So what keeps us on that metaphorical or even that literal couch and in a state of inertia? Well, I think it's apathy. And what's the antidote to apathy? Enthusiasm. But before we dive into the enthusiasm, apathy, polarity in which we live our lives, let's do a brief recap of where we've been so far in this vibrant and victorious series because the full title of this series is Vibrant and B- Victorious Living, Breaking Free to Be Your Best Self. And if you've missed any of the two lessons so far that we've had, they're on our website. Just go to unityfairfax.org. So a little history. When I took my sabbatical earlier this year, um, even though there was not any sort of required per- Item to be produced at its conclusion, I was inspired to craft this series of messages in order to inspire people out of suffering and into vibrant and victorious living. And in order to get to the good part, the vibrant and victorious living, it seemed to me that light had to be shown on the causes or conditions that prevented individuals, including this guy, from experiencing that same vibrant, victorious life. And so what are these causes? Well, I identified three main ones, and they're pretty big, and we'll get to them really quickly. The first one is acts of nature. I guess I've been watching too much about climate change because I realize that awful as these uh, acts of nature can be, we don't have to take them personally whether it's a storm, whether it's uh, fires, whether it's earthquakes, tsunamis, or that sort of thing, there is no power in the universe saying, I'm sending this hurricane just to you, young lady, or I'm sending this earthquake to you in the back row. That that doesn't happen. So, so, So we can do a lot to alleviate climate change. That's a whole series of talks for a different day. But we don't have to take all that personally. It's not like directed just at us as individuals. A second cause for why people suffer in the world are are external causes, not uh, results of an act of nature. So I lump things like systemic racism and corrupt dictatorships and economic policies that exacerbate the disparities of wealth and power plays by corrupt politicians and that sort of thing. Things like that fall into this category. Those impact hundreds of millions of people around the world. The truth, the capital T truth, this is not a timeout, this is T truth in this instance, is that there are spiritual solutions that can and will heal all of those conditions. And those spiritual solutions ultimately have their origins where all healing and empowerment begins in the minds and in the hearts of individuals, people like you and people like me. Which brings us, of course, to the third cause of suffering, where we're focusing in this series, the internal attitudes and beliefs that distort our self-perception and our worldview. Because when we lose sight of capital T truth again, of ourselves as individualized expressions of the creative magnificence of the universe, which in short form, we just call God, then begins the accretion and the layering Of negativity that limits our capacity for vibrant and victorious living. So the decision point for us then is whether or not we want to take a hard look at the BS belief systems that we have developed about ourselves and engage in the process of replacing the dysfunctional parts with something better, something liberating, something vibrant and victorious. Easy to do, Easy easy to say, not always so easy to do. So there are these seven polarities that, that we've shared that highlight what we're talking about. There's acceptance and shame, redemption and guilt, enthusiasm and apathy, wisdom, ignorance, curiosity and fear, love and hatred, benevolence and greed. So in the first week, we explored how to deny, that is how to release the experience of shame that says, I am bad and replace it with loving self-acceptance. In unity and new thought, our teaching is that everyone is inherently good, which runs counter to some foundational teachings and some faith community and some cultural norms. It is our belief that everyone has inherent worth and value. As it says in the poem, The Desiderata, you are a child of the universe. You have a right to be here. Last week, we segued into the polarity of redemption and guilt, and both in the children's lesson that week and in the adult lessons, we explored how guilt can actually be a motivator for good, and I'm serious, I'm not making that up. And we learned that, well, for cats, apparently, guilt really isn't a problem. And again, we shine the light of loving truth on the matter, then we can see the good and find the redemption, the healing, the transformation in any situation. I shared a simple process last week called the four A's for releasing guilt and manifesting redemption. And again, it's on the website if you missed the talk. Which brings us to the polarity of enthusiasm and apathy. Simply put, people who create vibrant and victorious lives for themselves aren't doing so because they're full of apathy, but rather enthusiasm. Somehow they have accessed the power within to get going and keep moving. So, here are some definitions that might be helpful for us in our discussion today Apathy, absence or suppression of passion, emotion, and excitement. Enthusiasm, absorbing or controlling passion of the mind by any interest or pursuit. Lively interest. For the test, just write lively interest, it's a lot easier to remember. Just in case you were wondering, there will be a test at the end. No, I'm just kidding. Interestingly enough, both of these words derive from the Greek language with enthusiasm coming from the root entheos, meaning having God or spirit within. And apathy comes from the root apathes, meaning unfeeling. One of these words has a direct connection with unity and new thoughts. Theology, which one do you think it is? Enthusiasm, absolutely. You all get stars by your name today. So in our humanity, though, we do feel apathy or apathetic at times, right? I mean, I'm not the only one. And there's no need to beat ourselves up about it because it's a fairly normal experience throughout the course of our lives. But rather than asking ourselves, why do I feel this way? It's more productive to ask, what is this telling me? What is this experience telling me? Because here's the deal, when we make that simple, simple switch from why to what, we open up the doors of creativity because just inherently being asked the word why always puts people on the defensive. Why did you do that? Why is it like this? Which is a much different conversation from what is this telling you? What's going on here that we need to know? So it's very helpful to switch that polarity by moving from curiosity by moving to curiosity from fear of an outcome. In a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about the, the difference between curiosity and fear. So apathy may be telling us that we're experiencing a variety of sensations, such as we're feeling self-doubt, or we've had recent disappointments, or we're bored, or our daily routine has become tedious, or we're living through a pandemic. Anyone get that one on your list? OK. Or the main reason people experience apathy is simply pessimism about the future. And ultimately, though, there is one solution to every one of these. Enthusiasm. Connection within theos. Spirit within. God within. Can I get an amen? All right, thank you. I, you know, as a minister, sometimes i worry: worried, are we putting people to sleep? I say, like, okay, so, so if you're asleep, wake up and say amen. Wake up, I'm, a, I'm alive, I'm awake. So when somebody feels entusi- apathy, he or she is not likely to start anything new or finish what was started, right? And it's not a fun and productive place to be. And as I've said, we've all been there from time to time. So the first step to moving beyond apathy is simply to acknowledge it. Just call it out without judgment, without uh, being harsh to ourselves, just acknowledge this is what's going on. Because you can't get to where you want to go unless you can acknowledge where it is you're starting from. And one one tool that we can use to address apathy is simply to have an interior dialogue with it. Get still and ask the, the question in a meditative state, what is this experience telling me? What's going on? And be willing to be open to the answers, whatever the answers may be. You might be surprised. And I know sometimes when I've gone into this sort of interior dialogue with a question, I get an answer right away. And quite often I don't. But I do later on. It's amazing to me how many times I'm driving to the church in the morning and I hit the roundabout here on Hunter Mill Road and ah, I get it. I get it. Oh, that's what I was thinking about. It happens. It just pops up. So the thing is, what we're doing in this sort of process is opening up our minds to listen to the wisdom that is inherent within us. And it's always there. A second approach is to affirm that the power of the indwelling spirit is alive in you and will get you moving off that physical or metaphorical couch. And then lastly, let's talk about how the use of affirmations can help us. This experience affirmations are prayers that affirm the capital T truth again. I'm doing this a lot today. I've been, I guess, because I'm watching the Olympics and there's a lot of sports symbols today, uh, hand signals. So the capital T truth of how to awaken in Theos to awaken that living spirit of truth. So here's some affirmations I've crafted. You may want to craft some in similar fashion for yourself, and I'll share them and then share the why I crafted them or or what uh, they may be helping me to do. So here's one. Spirit within inspires me to look at this situation from a different perspective. Because all too often our thought patterns and our perspectives become habitual, stale, same thought, different day. But let us remember we have that inherent capacity of seeing a situation from multiple points of view. Apathy may be telling us that it's time to get a new point of view or a new attitude. And enthusiasm says, oh yeah, we can so do this. We got this. Or here's this affirmation. Spirit within guides me to take one step at a time in a new direction. One explanation for how apathy sets in is that the familiar ways of doing things just don't work anymore no matter how many times you try them. It's like that definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, hoping to get a different result. Enthusiasm says, hey, I'm up to trying a new thing. I got this. See, it only takes one step to start a journey of a thousand miles, one step at a time, one day at a time. And it's possible you'll need to take a number of one steps or two steps in a variety of different directions until something clicks. I mean, think about the world's biggest failure. Had to be Thomas Edison, hands down. Most everything he touched failed. Oh, but the things that worked didn't take too many. They really worked. I can imagine, like, how much discouragement must he have lived with And how much enthusiasm must have been alive in him to say, keep going. Come on, Tom, we got this. Just one more thing, one more day. Or here's another affirmation. Spirit within prompts me to disrupt my routine. You know, doing the same thing day after day, day after day, definitely can lead to apathy and boredom. And enthusiasm says something like, hey, just for kicks and giggles, let's do something different today. Could be a blast. Could be a good time. And that could be as simple as taking a different way home from work, trying a new friend, calling, trying a new food, rather, calling a new friend. Maybe somebody you haven't talked to in a long time. You've just kind of gotten out of the habit of calling. Well, give them a call. What the heck? See what happens. Disrupt the routine. Enthusiasm says, oh, yeah, we can totally disrupt this and try something new. Or how about this? Spirit within awakens me to joy. You know, if you're feeling really pessimistic, there's not a lot to be joyful, right? I mean, that's kind of the definition of pessimism. Apathy is just plain boring. Enthusiasm says, let's reconnect to something that brings us joy. And just keep connecting with things, trying new things until something piques our interest. Spirit within reminds me of good times. You know, when we get in those low places in our lives, it's sometimes easy to forget. You know, I have been happy before. I have had fun before. What was it that brought me happiness and joy in the past? Might it be possible to reconnect with those things now? I mean, one of the things that I've lost sight of for a number of years and recently we've gotten back into, crossword puzzles. We'll spend the weeks on the same, not weeks, but sometimes a couple days on the same one. Or the Olympics. I love the Olympics. I don't give a hoot about a lot of the events, but i still still them. It's like, oh, wow, this is joyful for me. Reconnect. And lastly, here's an affirmation I invite us all to know that may be helpful. Spirit within directs me to support. Apathy sometimes has very, very, very deep roots, and sometimes it is very, very difficult to pull those up by ourselves. We need some help. And there are people all around us because enthusiasm says to us, there are people who want to help. Let's go find them. And these angels may be in the guise of friends or pets or neighbors and, yes, professionals who are skilled at helping people to reawaken their enthusiasm. Apathy dulls, while enthusiasm motivates, inspires, guides, prompts, awakens, reminds, and directs us to vibrant and victorious living. So I want to close with a few words again from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore. In his teaching of the 12 powers of mankind, Fillmore said, Zeal is the mighty force that incites the wind, the tides, the storms. It urges the planet on its course, and it spurs the ant to greater exertion. It is the urge behind all things. Zeal is the affirmative impulse of existence, and its command is go forward. And zeal is another word for enthusiasm. In fact, when we teach the teaching of the 12 powers, we'll use the two words interchangeably. So let us remember that the dynamic power of enthusiasm, zeal, spirit within is always present within each and every one of us, even if at times it does seem asleep. That's why with a little prompting or maybe a shove, we can awaken this enthusiasm within and break the bonds of apathy so that we can all have a vibrant and victorious life. And that is, my friends, as a prayer I'm holding for all of us, that we awaken our enthusiasm and move forward with vibrancy and victory. Peace be with you and namaste. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. or View our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.